Hello, welcome to the Tuesday, December 20th, 2016 edition of the Sands and its Storm Center's Stormcast. My name is Johannes Ulrich and today I'm recording from Jacksonville, Florida. For about a week now, we have seen an increase in scans for port 6,789. Now, the suspicion here was always it's something Mirai related just based on the frequency of the scans and the kind of hosts that are doing the scanning. Well, uh, look today, my honeypot, and on this port, we are seeing inbound traffic that appears to enable the Telnet server on port 19,058. At this point, I haven't really seen any incoming connections on port 19,058 yet, but it's possible that this first wave just sets up the back door and then we'll have a second wave later trying to connect to that back door. And OpenSSH released version 7.4 of the client and server, and it is following current standard practice in removing support for old protocol versions. The server will no longer support version one of the SSH protocol. And in August, 2017, SSH version one support will also be removed from the client. Now SSH version one has been shown to be insecure for many years now. Not exactly sure when this came out, but at least 10 years, I would think. It's about time to disable it. Of course, it's always unfortunate if you do still have some old devices around that do not support SH version 2. And in some cases, you may then actually have to use Telnet instead to still access those devices. I don't think it will be a big problem for SH version 1, but it also removes small RSA keys. The smallest accepted size is now 1024 bits and it will make some hardening techniques like privilege separation mandatory so it will no longer run without it. This version also features a number of security fixes. So as you apply this patch, double check your configurations and make sure that you are already running in the recommended configuration with sufficiently strong keys and the like. So that way you won't have any issues if clients stop supporting these particular configurations. And if you've ever taken a security class, you've probably heard that it's a bad idea to implement your own crypto, that you should instead use standard libraries. Well, even if you do that, it's not always easy to implement crypto correctly and implement these libraries correctly. Google now came up with a neat little tool in order to test crypto implementations and check the code for common vulnerabilities and bad implementations of crypto schemes. The tool itself is called, if I pronounce this correctly, Witchy Proof, and apparently that happens to be the name of a mountain that claims to be the smallest mountain in the world and is supposed to symbolize that with this tool, it's not that difficult to climb the crypto mountain. In Linux, administrators sometimes attempt to limit what a user can do by using a restricted shell. This turns out to be a quite a difficult undertaking because as soon as you do allow a user to execute some code, it's really not that easy to restrict what code the user may 
execute. There's now a nice blog post here by Humblesack about how to escape various restricted shells uh, using common tricks that you sort of find across uh, these different restricted shells. So if you're into pen testing, if you ran into this problem, take a look at his blog post. Well, and that's it for today. So thanks again for listening and talk to you again tomorrow. Bye.